Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty. And luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Good morning, Birdland. I'm Mark Brown. I've been blogging about the Orioles for more than a decade on CamdenChat.com and waiting for them to win the World Series for my whole life. Thanks for listening today. Let's talk some Orioles. It's May the 26th, 2023. The Orioles are now 33-17 and on the season after beating the Yankees 3-1 to on Thursday night to take the series in New York. Kyle Gibson pitched seven innings, allowed only two hits against the Yankees lineup, Austin Hayes provided some late that turned out to be crucial. Insurance runs by hitting a double that was inches away from being a home run in the cheap right field home run section at Yankee Stadium. Yenier Cano finally walked a batter. It didn't end up hurting the Orioles any. Uh, They won the game despite getting only seven hits, three of which were all by Anthony Santander. Yankees relievers kept dropping throws at first base. So all in all, it was a fun game. You probably were on pins and needles the whole time waiting to see how the Orioles were going to blow it. And you know what? They didn't blow it. They won. Now, unfortunately, the Tampa Bay Rays won again, of course. So the Orioles remain three games back of first place in the American League East. The Orioles have now played 19 games out of the 22-game gauntlet. They are 12-7. and through the first 19 games of the gauntlet, that means they are guaranteed a winning record over that 22-game stretch, no matter what happens at all over this weekend series against the Texas Rangers, which is good because the Rangers are tied with those same Rays for being the most prolific offense in Major League Baseball with runs scored. They have both scored 310 runs so far this season. 
But the Orioles, you know what? They're coming back to Baltimore riding high. They just went 5-1 and one in a two-city AL East road trip. The uh, Elias Stats Bureau folks said that this is the first time the Orioles have won four straight series against AL East opponents since the 2016 season. The Orioles right now have a winning record in day games, at night, in home games, away games, versus the AL East, the Central, the West, and the National League against right-handed starting pitchers and left-handed starting pitchers. So you know what? That's pretty much everything. Uh, as Gibson told Orioles reporters after the game, when asked about the Orioles winning all these games, he just said, quote, we're one of those juggernauts, end quote. Kyle, from your lips to God's ears, because holy mackerel, it would sure be fun if the Orioles continue to be the juggernaut that they have been so far this season. And having brought up the Lord's name, I've just been thinking about, uh, I hope he won't mind if we get a little tongue-in-cheek, because, of course, all of us raised in the Judeo-Christian tradition do know the first commandment issued is, I am the Lord your God, you shall have no other gods before me. That's true, but, you know, I I, I really hope he'll forgive me a little tongue-in-cheek discussion, because the Orioles, they're honestly a force of chaos, and I'm talking, like, primordial forces— powers that were probably ancient when this world earth was young. You know what I'm talking about? Like just like the gods of chaos that people worshiped way in the old days. So I'm just going to run through a few from ancient myths on earth, uh, you know, in the time before uh, in BC time, uh, some information that I'm, I'm kind of summarizing from an article I'm reading off of historycooperative.org written by a woman named Natasha Martel. So, Natasha, thank you for your summary of the gods of chaos that I can consult a little bit here. Because the kind of the first one, the Romans didn't even have a god of chaos. They just believed that chaos was the thing that gods came from. And the poet Ovid in Metamorphosis said of chaos... Before the ocean and earth appeared, before the guys, the skies had overspread them all, the face of nature was naught but chaos, uniformly waste. It was a rude and undeveloped mass that nothing made except a ponderous weight, and all discordant elements confused were there congested in a shapeless heap. Now, you know what? That's actually a little bit harsh to describe the 2023 Orioles. Maybe the 2012 Orioles would have fit in with that. So let's move right along. We've also got the Greeks who had the goddess of discord and chaos, Eris. And Eris, well, Eris had a lot of stuff going on. But the main one is that one time she did not get invited to a wedding, was not allowed into the wedding. So she took a golden apple and inscribed on that golden apple to the fairest. And then she threw the apple into the wedding at which the gods were. And all of the gods, including Hera, Aphrodite, and Athena, saw this apple and believed that they were the fairest and that the apple was meant for them. And they had a little fight about it, and that fight was the Trojan War. So I guess I'm just wondering, do you you think maybe that's a little bit of a metaphor for the Ale East? Like the Orioles threw in a little bit of a golden apple, And uh, the Yankees and the Red Sox and the Blue Jays and the Rays all thought, you know what, to the best team, that was them. And now they're all kicking the stuffing out of each other, and maybe the Orioles are going to be able to um, kind of triumph, right? I don't know. Maybe not. Uh, In Egyptian myth, and I'm probably going to pronounce this wrong, there was Apophis, the enemy of Ra. Apophis's deal was he attacked from the darkness every night. He was unable to be killed, so no matter what happened, he was back to fight again tomorrow 
you know what? Maybe a little bit for the 2023 Royals. Maybe just a little bit. In Babylonian times, there was Tiamat, the dragon god of chaos, who upon his awakening, or her awakening, uh, created monsters across the entirety of existence. Again, okay, you know what? Maybe that's a little bit harsh for the Orioles. But you know what? In Norse myth, Loki, the god of mischief, could also be said to be the god of chaos. And I'm just going to say, what could be more mischievous than the Orioles summoning Mr. Splash to spray his hose on people? He doesn't even follow the rules, right? Because it was supposed to just be, okay, every time there's an Orioles extra base hit. Well, you know, Mr. Splash has seized the power for himself. He's gone mad with power, and he's just spraying people whenever he wants. Is he Loki? No, probably not. But maybe. It would be fun if he was, right? In Celtic myth, there was a god of chaos named Baylor, and uh, actually, Baylor, there was a prophecy that he would be killed by his own grandson, which, as prophecies tend to go, came true. He was killed by his own grandson. So, okay, that's not so good. But on the other hand, no one on the Orioles is a grandfather, so maybe we're in for fun times until there is a grandfather on the Orioles, in which case, hey, I'm all about Baylor, the god of chaos, who can only be killed by his own grandson, right? One more, in the time of the Canaanites, they had a chaos god called Yam, and Yam's deal was he was known to be cocky. It took the entirety of all other gods teaming up to overthrow Yam. And you know what? Uh, the entirety of the rest of the American League cannot team up against the Orioles because they've got to worry about their own division positions and wildcard positions. So, Yam, the 2023 Orioles, hey, maybe. And you know what? Not even the uh, myths on our real world are enough because I'm that kind of dork. I'm going to roll through a few gods of chaos from some fictional uh, universes because... The kind of dork that I am, I every time I heard the Orioles talk about chaos last year and again this year, thought about the gods of chaos from the Warhammer 40,000 universe, which has four gods of chaos, of which I think maybe we can most apply uh, Zinch, the changer of ways, to the 2023 Orioles. Zinch is known for listening to the hopes and dreams of mortals and watches them take form because... Nothing is more chaotic than people's hopes and dreams. No, that's real. He's a bad guy, but uh, he likes the chaos brought on by hopes and dreams. And I think Orioles fans have a lot of hopes and dreams in the 2023 Orioles season. In the Transformers universe, there is Unicron, the god of chaos, who wants to destroy all things. Okay, I'd like to continue existing, so maybe Unicron would just settle for destroying the Yankees and the Red Sox. I would live with that, right? And then in the Dungeons & Dragons world, there's actually a multitude of gods of chaos, but I think maybe the most famous is Lolth, the spider queen, the goddess of the drow elves, who is recognized as one of the greatest D&D uh, villains there is, probably because, like a spider, she has eight legs that she can use to smite people down and destroy them, and, uh, you know... Maybe the Orioles lineup is like an eight-legged spider. No, probably not. But you know what? Lolth is pretty fun, uh, as long as you're not on the wrong side of Lolth. So maybe that's the 2023 Orioles, too. So that's a whole lot of Gods of Chaos. I probably left some out. If I left your favorite God of Chaos out, I'm sorry. You can email me about the oversight at camdencastpod at gmail.com. Or, you know, if you have a less dorky take that you want to share about the Orioles, or even a question for a future episode... But I am wondering, maybe, if you would like to share who you think of these various chaos powers most represents the 2023 Orioles. 
So again, camdencastpod at gmail.com. Whether you want to indulge my dorkiness or not, that's where you can write me for the next episode. I will be right back after a message from a Fans First Sports Network sponsor. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. Time to be just a tiny bit more normal. Let's look ahead to the weekend series against the Texas Rangers. Again, they have scored the most runs of any team in Major League Baseball so far this season. So that's going to be a tough task, although the Orioles did beat them two out of three when they faced them back in April, and they didn't even have Yenier Cano back when they faced the Rangers in April. So, you know, it, it might even be an even better team than there was then. This weekend, the Memorial Day weekend series, it seems like it's going to be a fun one. Maybe people are going to be excited for the on-field debut of the City Connect jerseys. I was honestly a little bit underwhelmed by them. I'll just briefly say it's because I feel like other teams' jerseys have at least tried to be really immediately visually memorable and distinct from the regular set of jerseys that teams are wearing it seems like that effort was not put into for the Orioles. I'm a little bit annoyed about that, but you know what? Maybe it'll be fun. It definitely seems like it's going to be fun uh, in the crowd at Oriole Park at Camden Yards this weekend. It, maybe it's going to be pretty close to packed. I don't know, but the Orioles are already sending out emails about how there's a lack of available parking and arrive early, uh, especially for the game that I'm going to be at on Saturday where they're giving away the Ryan Mountcastle bobblehead which also is going to have a post-game concert by Andy Grammer. So I don't know. They don't usually send out that kind of email, right? It's, I don't know what kind of crowd we're going to get, but hopefully it's going to be a fun one. Probably not big enough that they open up those left-field upper reserve seats that they only ever open up on opening day anymore. But, you know, it's, um, 
it's fun to be at the stadium when a lot of people are there. Uh, as long as you don't want to get food, because even this new vendor does not totally have it uh, down to having you get food without it taking forever, right? But that's, well, you know, I, I will deal with it if it means the Orioles are good and people are showing up in droves to Camden Yards, because uh, it's just, it's fun when there's a big crowd and there's a lot to cheer about for the Orioles. And I am paraphrasing what someone said after the last dark age of the Orioles, maybe around 2012. I don't remember who this was anymore. It was a Camden Chat commenter who said something like, it's going to be a lot of fun when there's 40,000 of our best friends at Camden Yards every night, even if most of them don't remember Rio Ruiz, right? It's still going to be fun. Uh, so anyway, Andy Grammer uh, is going to be the post-game concert on Saturday. Not sure I'm going to stick around for that one. Uh, to be honest, not a big Andy Grammer fan, but he does have a big song that I wonder maybe if it fits the 2023 Orioles. So indulge me this one more bit of dorkiness. This song has 105 million views on YouTube. It's his song called Don't Give Up On Me. And the closing lyrics of this song are in, are in which Mr. Grammer says, I'm not giving up. I'm not giving up. Giving up? No, not me. Even when nobody else believes, I'm not going down that easily. So don't give up on me. And friends, I got to tell you, that's a few lines that apply, I think, to the 2023 Orioles. All right, so again, I, I really mean it this time. Let's do something more normal. It's time to move on to the prospect of the episode. This is from the Top 20 Composite Orioles prospect list that I posted to camdenchat.com if you'd like to spoil yourself of the last few names remaining. Although I am going to move on and do the, uh, a few guys heading down to the top 30 once I get to 20. But for tonight, we're looking at the second guy who is tied for number 18 on the list, which is right-handed pitcher Chase McDermott. And that's Chase with a Y and a C. Um, okay, I'm just, I don't want to insult people's names. It's a little bit weird, but, you know, it's not Chase McDermott's fault what his parents named him, right? Okay, so McDermott, he was acquired from the Houston Astros in the three-team Trey Mancini trade of last year. He is the only active pitcher this year from that trade since Seth Johnson, who the Orioles also acquired from the Rays in that trade, had Tommy John surgery, and is not yet throwing in organized games. McDermott was a fourth-round pick from Ball State University by the Houston Astros in the 2021 season, and believe it or not, he would not be the first Oriole to play from Ball State University if McDermott makes it to the Orioles. There was one other one. That was Larry Bigby, who I don't want to say anything mean about, so I'll just move right along. McDermott, I think, is kind of interesting in that he really fits into a pattern that Mike Elias has established now in pitchers that he likes to get. And that is, he likes to trade for other teams' third to fifth round pitchers that he is not drafting himself because the Orioles have not uh, drafted or and signed a pitcher in any of the first few rounds since Elias took over. So he's ended up getting in trade along with McDermott, a former fourth round pick, Kyle Bradish, currently in the Orioles rotation, was a fourth-round pick. And uh, Cade Povich, who we've already talked about in this prospect series, was a third-round pick. So it seems like Elias, that's who he targets when he's making trades, uh, these guys that he's not drafting. So I guess we have to hope the Orioles reach a point where they don't need to keep trading veterans away, and then they're going to have to get these pitchers themselves some other way. That's a problem for a future Mike Elias, I guess, for now. 
we have in the system some guys that he acquired. And, you know, Bradish is in the major league rotation right now. We'll see how many of these guys ultimately are able to blossom into useful pitchers on the Orioles pitching staff. So McDermott is actually the number 17 prospect in uh, the MLB pipeline at top Orioles prospect ranking right now. And they're one of the higher ones on him. Some other um, publications don't like him as much. That's why he's tied for 18th. And the uh, once you get down that low, even MLB Pipeline, which is normally pretty sunny, often uh, notes some of the warts. And about McDermott, they say, quote, he will need to add more polish to remain a starter. Part of that is developing trust in the changeup. Another is translating his athleticism into consistent control and command. Without that, he could still grow into an upside reliever, given his ability to miss bats, end quote. Now, conveniently enough for us, McDermott pitched in Bowie last night, and you know, in his last two starts, he put together 10 and two-thirds consecutive hitless innings. That included five and two-thirds innings hitless last night before he gave up a couple of hits, ended up giving up two runs in that five and two-thirds innings outing. And in the game before that, he was the first five innings of a combined no-hitter by the Bowie Bay Sox. So good job to Chase and his teammates for that. The simple problem for Chase McDermott, as hinted in that MLB Pipeline scouting report, is walks. While having those 10 and two-thirds hitless innings across the last two games, he's issued 10 walks in those two games. And so in his 2023 stats overall, he's got a 2.70 ERA after pitching in nine games. Pretty good. A whip, walks plus hits per innings pitched, 1.18. Not bad. Batters are hitting 153 against Chase McDermott so far this season. Again, not bad. Strikeouts, 49 strikeouts through 40 innings. Also not bad. But, and this is a really big but, we're talking like the kind of but that Sir Mix a lot likes. You know what I mean? Right. But 26 walks in 40 innings pitched for the season for McDermott. And this is not a new problem for this guy. He issued 64 walks in 103 and two-thirds innings last year between the Houston and Baltimore organizations, between high A and double A. So he's he walks a lot of guys. It's, you know, it's it's hard to look at a pitcher who walks that many guys and think, okay, he's going to be a starting pitcher. The other thing with those guys, as as we've talked about with D.L. Hall, that they often will say, okay, well, if he's walking too many to be a starting pitcher, maybe you can make him a reliever. But it's hard to say, okay, yes, he'll be a good reliever when he walks that many guys too. I guess the thing always is if he only has to focus on a couple of pitches as a reliever, maybe he can command those pitches better. I don't know. Uh, I, I'm not high on McDermott developing into a starting pitcher unless the walks are severely cut down. Uh, he's now been in the Orioles system for several months of games. They haven't solved that problem yet. I'm not optimistic that they're going to. So McDermott is actually going to turn 25 in August of this year. So he's kind of old for a prospect already, although this is his age 24 season as they measure it. So it's it's not like he's... Uh, He's a complete lost cause or whatever, but uh, he's 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 old to still be calling him a prospect. And if he doesn't I pitch well enough to make it to AAA this year, it's going to be, I think, tougher to have him continue to be ranked on Orioles prospect rankings next year. Once we consider adding in like, you know, the, the players that they're about to choose in the 2023 draft in a co- uh, about six weeks from today. So I think at best, McDermott is going to be a reliever. I will be happy if he proves me wrong. 
And I will be equally happy if the projections that he can manage to be a reliever are good, because as we are seeing with the Orioles bullpen this year, you don't necessarily want to count on guys being good from year to year, uh, because you never know who's going to get hurt or who's going to implode. That's a reference to CNL Perez and Dylan Tate. Uh, We'll see what happens when they maybe activate Tate. Maybe they option him to the minors. I believe today's the day they got to make the decision. So you you can't guarantee that they're going to be good from one year to the next. So you want to have another set of good relievers ready to go. This year so far for the Orioles, Yenier Cano is the guy who's really stepping up. Maybe we saw some a sign of uh, Mike Bauman stepping up a bit with his pitching on Thursday night. I don't know. Fingers crossed. But hopefully, I guess McDermott can follow in the uh, Mike Bauman path of converting to a reliever and doing decently or better at the major league level. So that's all I've got for today. If you're enjoying this podcast, subscribe on your favorite platform and leave a rating or review. And be sure to tell an Orioles fan in your life about the show. The next new episode was going to be on Tuesday morning instead of my usual Monday, unless if the Orioles sweep the Rangers over this weekend, I'm going to do an episode on Monday. I don't care. Otherwise, I'm taking Memorial Day uh, the day before Memorial Day. I'm not going to do a recording to issue on Memorial Day. I will record on Memorial Day night and be back with you on Tuesday. So next week, we'll get Tuesday and Friday, unless the Orioles sweep the Rangers this weekend, because that would be too awesome for me to say nothing about. Between now and then, whenever it is, you can leave a comment for me on CamdenChat.com or tweet at me on Twitter at CamdenChat. Good Morning Birdland is a Camden Cast production on the Fans First Sports Network. Until next time, go O's.